everyone, and welcome to the great big episode 30 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. I know it's hard to believe we made it to 30, but we did, and I'd also like to announce that we finally hit over 500 streams for our Hey-o. podcast. So we're we're making it up there, and things are happening. We got big things planned for the for the podcast, and hopefully you guys want to become a part of it. So, nevertheless, what is this podcast about, you might ask? It's about movies and video games we play during the week. We give our reviews and opinions on them, and on gaming and entertainment news news as well. That's a long intro. My name is Barry, with my co-host. Uh, still Craig, still here, and we are at, what, 20 days and 4 hours until the Xbox release? I was just about to ask <laughs> you for the countdown, so I'm glad you I can't you leave everybody hanging. Go. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking about it, though, after last week that me putting this up there though by the time we upload it it's not accurate anyway yeah but at least it's close to begin yeah, with anyway true so as of the time we're recording 20 days and four hours for the xbox 22 days and four hours for the playstation it's it's really getting close on us now it's yeah. really kind of amazing how close all the all the gaming stuff is now yep now i am starting to get really excited yeah, probably once we hit the the fourteen day mark for me, which will be sometime right before next week, is when it's going to be okay. Where where if it's time, it's time for the next gen stuff. Yeah. All right, and then we're going to go ahead and get with our regular segment, the news first. So news, what do you got? Because I don't have much. So <laughs> I, I I'm going to go with I know one of yours, so I'm going to skip that and let you have have that one. So the first one I'm going to talk about is. Uh, Senator Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, I'm really sorry if I messed that up. I'm Spanish. AOC. I messed up her name. AOC sets up a Twitch channel to play uh, Among Us with Twitch streamers. And the reason this is big news is because uh, this is kind of the first like political person to ever do something like this. To And I remember seeing it, it like happen as it was happening. So she puts out a tweet and all these streamers, uh, you know, uh, Pokemon or Pokemon, however you want to pronounce her, um, hers said, you know, let's play. Uh, Greg Miller from the Kind of Funny Games cast went ahead and was trying to play. Alpharad, who does a YouTube channel as well, was trying to get them to play. And she picked, of course, Pokemon because, you know, she probably is really the biggest, yeah. you know, Twitch streamer that there is around. And AOC's, you know, group of people probably went no you have to pick her regardless of what you want she's going to attract the most viewers yeah i would assume that it was picked for her yeah (laughs) and they go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say and they they went ahead and set up the channel she was like the fastest verified ever for twitch because people were following her twitch channel even before she did her first stream so she had over she had over I think a hundred k people following her before they before the stream even happened. That's wild. I don't know of any other time when a political figure did something like this. I know there was was that wasn't there a uh, Joe Biden island in Animal Crossing recently? Yes, there is that. Yeah, and then there's also a, and I will say this: if it hasn't already happened, Greg Miller was going to do some sort of like interview thing with Joe Biden on his animal crossing island which okay. you know it, it it it's kind of weird that i think joe biden with an animal crossing island is like strange and out of the ordinary but because aoc is as young as she is like it kind of makes more sense that she's playing among us which twitch streamers right but you know what, what do i know yeah and i i still don't really believe that joe biden has anything to do with the animal crossing island i don't believe that he made it or really even knows what animal crossing is but it's still interesting that they're reaching out this way and I'm sure it'll happen more, but it, it was kind of crazy to see that uh, she was streaming among us. It just kind of came out of nowhere and it, it would be a good way for politicians to reach a younger audience, I think like going forward. So yeah, we'll have to see if we see more of this in the coming years. And I'm interested to see if she sticks with this too. Mm-hmm. Like she, she doesn't have to stream every week or every two weeks. Even she could like stream once a month. And that way she keeps those kind of viewers, you know, engaged in some way instead of it just being a one-time stream and it's over. But I think because she even made a channel, she, uh, you know, it it means that she's trying to do it for a longer period of time than maybe just a one-time thing. Right. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'm all for it. I think more, more of them should do that because it's an easy way to interact with them 
um, and get like a direct response more so than like doing a town hall meeting where only a certain amount of people can get in and ask questions. So pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious what you thought the story was that I had because now I'm confused. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I was going to do the NBA ads. Okay, I did not have that one, but I know about it. Go ahead. Okay, well, uh, 2K, 2K ended up sneaking yeah. unskippable ads back into their uh, content with uh, NBA 2K21. And people are angry, of course. You know, people pay $60 for a game, and they, you know, even a lot of people do the Ultimate Team version for yep. basketball. And now, while you're waiting there for the game to load, you're watching some sort of ad for whatever new TV show is going on, and you can't skip it. And from what the reports are saying is it's not something where the game loads and the ad stops and you go right into it. The game waits for the ad to stop before you can <laughs> even start playing the game, which you know, that's like I, a whole nother level of low. Exactly. And I understand, you know, maybe I, I might not mind the ads if they were to just stop when the games finished loading, but, but the fact that the game waits until that ad is done means you know it's it's wasted time right at that point right yeah i haven't been playing a whole lot of 2k recently mainly because i'm kind of waiting to do the career until next gen um because i know it'll look better and and play better so i've just been kind of holding off so i haven't actually seen the the ads because i haven't played in like a week or two but it's interesting to me i don't know if you remember back in like the xbox 360 days and the ps3 days um when they first started putting ads in games like on billboards in like i think burnout paradise was one of the first ones i remember that they had billboards with ads that would change i know need for speed did it as well back then and i remember at the time everybody kind of looked at it as like well this is so cool like these billboards update with whatever's news coming out and everybody thought it was a cool thing and now we've come to the point where it's so bad that it's obnoxious and like irritating to us. But the fact that they're doing this on the loading screen, which normally when you're loading into the game, that loading screen is like their weekly uh, 2K TV. So every week they have a episode that they film and that's what you watch when it loads. And it looks like now you're getting that, but also getting ads as well. I mean, they're already making a ton of money off this game. And I don't know why they thought they would be able to sneak this in and nobody would mind. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking here, but I think they should have known enough companies have done this before and it did not go well that you really shouldn't be doing this unless your game's free. If your game's free, absolutely go ahead. But people are paying 60 or in my case, $100 for this game. I don't need ads. I already paid you. Yeah, ads, ads are kind of ridiculous in a lot of ways, yeah. but you I'm wondering if whether or not the ads are going to be in these next gen versions like, you know, oh, here's the premium next gen version with no ads. Yeah, maybe or something like that. So it's 2K and EA have done something like this. They did it with e, uh, UFC 4, I believe. They did the same thing where they put on these unskippable ads and then they took it out and then they're like, oh, we're sorry. This is something that, you know, maybe we should have tested before we just rolled it out. But yeah. there's no testing and rolling that out. They got paid a sum of money to do an ad, and then they just updated the game so it showed the ad because they were trying to get the money. Right. It's, yeah. It's as simple as it goes. Yep. It's all about the money. Um, if we want to stay on the slightly angry rant phase, um, can we stop complaining about Spider-Man's new face? Is that a thing we can stop doing? Because I saw yet another article today on Kotaku because they released some more stuff from Miles Morales. And they it was like a text message conversation between him and Peter yep. Parker. And then yep. th they were going on and on about this. You know, this face is terrible and all that. And I'm honestly just tired of it. And I don't know why we're spending so much time. It's the same thing when the Spider-Man game came out when they were complaining about the puddles. Like, what What are we doing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about this game in particular that just makes everybody pick out these little things. But I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal. They made his face look better because they have the tech to do so. So I, I don't know. I'm so overseeing articles about this and it's so trivial and makes literally the minute 
uh, like difference in the game. It really doesn't make a difference. It just changes the way he looks. So get over it, please. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nuts how yeah. people just continue to complain about it. Like I get for some of for some people, this is their favorite game of all time, whether you know, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, you mm-hmm. know, people have a connection with Spider-Man because he's the most popular Marvel superhero. And this is somebody's favorite game and they change the face and it's like now you've ruined my perfect game all of my (laughs) memories are tainted right like you don't you don't have to play this version of the game are a lot of people going to play it yes because of launch title and the fact that this game and miles morales can be bundled for only like 80 bucks it's a pretty good deal in my opinion yeah regardless though it's just that people are in quarantine and people don't have enough to complain about and people are looking to complain about literally everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, that's where we're at. And we've gone so far in the year 2020 that we're complaining about this now. Yeah. And if we're looking to stay on the topic of PlayStation, okay. Sony went ahead and cleared up the message that said it was recording the party chat feature. Yeah, this was a fun so, one. So anybody that uh, updated their PlayStation lately when you first created a party and they changed it and it's a mess. I absolutely agree. They could have just kept it the same, but they changed it. You know, they're trying to experiment here, which is better than them getting complacent in my opinion. Regardless of that, back to the uh, back to the actual news with it. When you first started the mess, when you first started a party, it said that the party chat can be recorded and can be moderated. So you know, if somebody were to curse somebody out, make fun of somebody, that chat could be sent up to Sony and the player could get banned for it. Now, what everybody was kind of confused about is that the reporting of chat feature is something that the user has to do. It's not something that the, like, that it's automatically recorded and the moment you say this, you know, the you start getting banned from PlayStation Online. So it's, it's nice to hear that because a lot of people were saying it's kind of an invasion of privacy in a lot right. of ways. Yeah. But the, you know, I, I really never cared about this. Like usually you're just playing with your friends. So none of that actually ever happens, but I could see whether or not maybe you're in a party you're you play with some rando or random person. And then that random person starts cursing you out for costing him the game or something like that. Start <laughs> saying, you know, mean derogatory, even racist things. And yep. if that's the case, then yeah, that person probably deserves to end up uh, being banned or something like that. So yeah. that's, I think it makes sense and I'm glad they cleared that up. Yeah. And like whenever I play Call of Duty online, if I'm playing Warzone, like if nobody's on, I will do like on Xbox, you can look for groups and I'll join that way. So it will be the same thing on PlayStation that I could be joining like some random people that I don't know. But again, like it, it kind of reminds me of on older consoles, you could report people and I think you still can for like messages that they send. I really don't see it as any different. Yeah. Um, so you really don't have anything to worry about unless you already know that you're saying things you shouldn't be saying. So again, it doesn't really, you know, affect me at all. I wasn't too upset about it once they cleared it up. I was a little bit at first cause they did, it did kind of sound like they were listening at all times and that's a little weird, but, uh, since it has to be submitted, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's just another way to keep people, you know, honest and keep people from saying things that they shouldn't be saying. So it's fine. No problems on my end. Yeah, it just, uh, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense with a lot of what, <laughs> with a lot of what's been going on with that. But yeah. Uh, so something I found interesting, we're getting super close to cyberpunk finally coming out and I've been on the fence. I think I've said that before about how excited I think I am for this game because I'm not a big fan of the Witcher. Um, I've never beaten any of them and I always end up falling off of them. But uh, on last week's MinMax podcast, they had uh, Jake Decker, who is GameSpot's video producer, or Game Informer's video producer, sorry. Um, and they were talking to him about Cyberpunk, and they were asking him what the gameplay was like, like what he felt it was like. And he said that it did not feel like a Witcher-style game. If anything, it felt more like a GTA, which I thought was super interesting, and for me, makes me more excited because... It's not like The Witcher, which I can't get into, and it's more like GTA, which I'm fully all about. Um, so 
that being said, with people who have actually played the game, I'm like super, super excited for it now. So I don't know if you saw that or if you heard that, but I know some people probably that's not what they want to hear. But it's nice that they're doing something a little bit different, I guess. And obviously, there's still going to be a big RPG element in the game. But them going first person and them going to this, like he said, the first thing he did when he got out in the open world was take a like a pipe and hit a cop on the head and he had a wanted level. So that's kind of cool to me. Yeah, it's it's kind of good news for me to hear that it's more like GTA because much like you, you know, it's hard for me to get through the Witcher games just yeah. because of the sheer and it's not because it's a bad thing. It's just because there's too much there's too much choice for me and then I get, you know, bombarded with too much choice. Right. It is a way of putting it. But uh, I'm excited for Cyberpunk and it I'm just hoping that it lives up to everybody's expectations because this game it has a lot of it expectations does. for it. it. And I have a feeling there's going to be two very different camps of people. Just with everything I've heard about this game, there's going to be the the people that get it on next gen and love it, and then yep. the people that get it on previous generations that say it loads too long or it crashes. That's right. that's the kind of stuff I'm worried about when it comes to Cyberpunk because it's going to skew the reviews and skew the views that gamers have in this game. Right, and we have like the release date is after next gen consoles come out correct yeah and i don't know like they still don't have a release date for the quote-unquote next gen version for consoles um so like i'm gonna buy it november 19th is when it comes out like i'm gonna buy it probably for xbox since i'll have the series x and i'm sure it'll run fine i'm just curious as to when the actual next gen version will come out and if people are willing to wait on that you know, um, or if they're just going to just buy the other version right away. Yeah, I know the upgrade is free right. uh, for, for it. I'm just also wondering whether uh, like whether or not it's going to be kind of what like Madden and FIFA and NBA have been doing where the games, I don't know if they're going to do an upgraded version unless they've announced they're going to do it or if it's just going to be something that you the game is going to perform differently and enhance things depending on what console you put it in. Yeah. And I could see them rebundling it with, you know, whatever DLC they decide to come up with down the road as being like the definitive next gen edition, maybe like a year or so from now. And that could be cool. But I, you know, my intention is to buy it on the 19th and I'll play through it. And if I really like it, I may play through it again when it's, you know, the, the update comes out for true next gen. But I don't doubt that it's still going to look fantastic when I'm playing it. Not as good as somebody playing it on PC at this moment, but I think it'll still look good. Yeah, you know, we don't have the benefit of, at least console gamers don't have the benefit of getting an RTX 3090. And <laughs> right. Maxing out their, uh, you know, their cy- cyberpunk to 4K 300 frames a second. But that's <laughs> that's not for me anyway. I, I'll admit, like, lately, because of my situation, I am playing a lot on my computer, mm-hmm. but I'm literally only playing Destiny. That's, like, literally all I play on here yeah but it looks real good uh yeah it looks it, it, I, I think it looks fine i yeah. i don't think it looks anything better than anything else but that's, that's beside fair. the point so just a couple other smaller news stories that i came across amazon luna's cloud gaming service uh went into early access and people have been trying it it's gonna be the same thing they said about stadia and the xbox cloud service to where it looks okay you know it's it, it's Right now it's performing well, but then we have to see what the stress level is like under when a lot of people are using it, if a lot of people end up using it, or, you know, depending on what internet connections are, because a lot of these people are not, you know, doing the cloud gaming service three, you know, away from the Wi-Fi router. That's what it's, it, that's, what's going to change it. Yeah. And we have the, uh, streaming for Xboxes up on iOS as well um finally and i did try that last night and it seems okay but it's not something that i think i will do all the time but it's nice to have the option i guess (laughs) yeah convenience factor like if i if i were playing a game on there and it's not a first person shooter because i mentioned before in the other podcast where i wouldn't be playing first person shooters on this cloud gaming service right but regardless if it was some sort of single player game that i didn't want to stop playing or needed to get to a save point but needed to turn off the console 
uh, they and they all have quick resume anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But you know yeah. that's that's that little bit of news there. Did you have anything else? Or should nope. No, you're good. Right. Go ahead. So the last one that I have is GameStop ends up making a deal with Xbox. The the details of it are still kind of funky with the numbers, but uh, Microsoft had to deal with GameStop, where every Xbox GameStop sells, they end up uh, like any console that comes out of their store, they GameStop ends up getting a portion of the digital purchases mm-hmm. on there so for example if i buy the xbox and i buy all my games digitally gamestop will get a portion of those of that proceed which is kind of strange i'm not yeah. completely sure why xbox said yes to this but there's also news on the horizon that playstation will eventually also ink a deal like this and a part of me wonders and we've both said on here before that we actually really like our local gamestop we've mm-hmm. been shopping there for a while and they're good people with with when it comes to game i wonder if game companies are like actually seeing the benefit of what a gamestop or somebody who's knowledgeable about games would say hint one of them you know game people should sponsor us right that'd be cool or all of them yeah just, <laughs> uh, we we will spread across the wealth to yes. all three of the major companies or what, whatever you guys need we'll do it you just have to send me an xbox series x or a That's ps5 right. yep so, you know, good for GameStop because, you know, I really, I really don't want to see GameStop fail as much as a lot of people would. I still buy my games physically. They mm-hmm. do have whole like gaming collectibles that I do buy from there as well. Right. So, you know, it, in the end, good for GameStop and I'm happy for them. Yeah, it was interesting seeing this. And, you know, my first thought was, man, Microsoft may have just saved GameStop, right? Um, but also my, I was also thinking, why would they do this? Because from the details we got, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense for them to be like, yeah, we'll give you a portion of the digital sales on the games. I just don't, like you said, I don't understand where they're coming from unless there's something on like the back end that we're not seeing in the details. You would have to be something like that for them to consider this a good idea or maybe GameStop's paying them. I don't know, but I feel like, you know, if Sony does this as well, then you know, GameStop's going to be all right then because they've been kind of hovering on the edge of closing. I mean, they've been closing a lot of stores and you and I both don't want to see that. We enjoy the the local aspect of knowing the people in there and having a place that's completely dedicated to games. And, uh, you know, as much as I like the local game shops as well, um, it's nice to have a GameStop just to, like you said, collectibles or even, you know, they're about the only ones who really have a culture around um like midnight openings and that kind of stuff. So I would hate to lose that. Yeah. And midnight openings are slowly becoming a thing of the past with <laughs> yeah. game places now, like releasing them at nine or 10 or 11. It's kind of weird mm-hmm. with, with all of that, but yeah, you know, I think a GameStop does lots of good, especially for, I think, especially for new gamers and parents who are looking to maybe, you know, steer their kids away from playing M rated games compared to places like Walmart and like major brands like Target, where those games, you know, they literally, a lot of the employees don't know what those games are. Yeah. And, and, and with that, you know, a kid can come across something that's ultra violent and the, the parent wouldn't know until it gets into their house and then they start getting angry at a company or something like that. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's all the, that's all the news I have. All right. So the next segment is games, which my major one is NHL 21. This is Um, interesting because I'm excited to hear what you think because mine didn't show up yet and I've heard a lot of good. So I'm interested to hear. So, so mine's kind of timid to a lot of points here because NHL 21 is, it doesn't really look any better in my opinion. Like there is no graphical overhaul here. There is no stunning gameplay. It's a lot of the same. With GM mode, like franchise mode, it's a lot of the same. With For what a lot of people play, it's World of Chell, which is when you create a, a great, uh, ice, play, ice hockey player mm-hmm. and play with your friends or play online. That really hasn't changed that much either. The big portion of what they put into it is be a pro mode. And be a pro mode actually has dialogue sequences. Oh, man. And... 
and management type things that you can do to make your player his own. You know, you can be somewhat of a team player or you can be a star player who only cares about himself. <laughs> and the amount of depth that they go into it is kind of ridiculous, like in a good way. I think it's kind of funny. Okay. When you, you know, when you first start up the game and you sign your rookie contract, you have now money decisions to make. You can decide to stay in a hotel. You can decide to rent a yacht. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm just going to yacht my way to practice every day. <laughs> and it's it's that kind of funny stuff I enjoy. There's, you know, hiring security, apparently. And there's hiring, you know, putting donations out to get. And all of this deals with three branches. It is star management and team player branch. And each of those branches continue to grow as you go along. And the whole point of the game, of course, is you're like a really super highly coveted first overall or or not even first overall but a super coveted rookie star so you end up going early and then you kind of do whatever you want you kind of make the decision of what kind of player you want to be and i guess really the only complaint i actually have about be a pro mode is your player and the interview and the interviews kind of just show up in a text message format it's really not voiced but NHL Be A Promo does do a good job of getting other people to, you know, say good stuff about you or say what you recently did or say what, you know, you recently said to the press, you know, saying that you'd score a goal or something like that. Okay. And it keeps things interesting. And if it wasn't for that, I think the Be A Pro would be very dull because a lot of the times you're just, you know, reading a text message chain, picking your response, and then reading the next text message. So it's... That's really the only bad thing I have to say about it. And okay. for me, who plays a lot of NHL, this game is a buy. It, I, I'm, I'm really am enjoying it. And be a pro is for the first time in a very long time worth it. Okay. And it's up to standards with the be a pros of well, okay, maybe a little bit behind the times <laughs> of with you know my you know the NBA storyline or the Madden storyline, that kind of thing. So I. You know, NHL 21 is a step in the right direction, and I know they didn't change much with it, but if that means that the next-gen console is going to blow my mind or the next-gen versions are going to blow my mind next year, then I am A-OK yeah. with this. It seems like they kind of went the way of MLB The Show because that was always known for, like, almost RPG-like with your, you know, be a, you know, I forget what they call it, Welcome to the Show or something like that. Yep. But, uh that's what it reminds me of from what you're talking about. And that's pretty cool. Like I like having lots of decisions like that um, more so than just, you know, play a game, answer some interview questions and then play the next game. And then your stats go up. I like to have a little bit more than that to keep me, you know, keep me pushing to, to play it. Um, and that's what NBA has always done. Right. I thought was if there was enough in there and enough decisions you're making and different things you were doing. So you weren't always looking at the same thing. So it's cool to hear that they're doing that. I'm super excited to play it, but I just haven't gotten it yet. Maybe, hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully. Yeah, the Be A Pro mode is definitely worth it. It definitely it definitely deserves time. And it, but, you know, for a lot of people and especially review sites, they're going to wish that they had changed more. But we kind of knew this coming out from the beginning that NHL, which also hasn't really sold well this generation at all. Yeah. Uh, was it going to change much? You know, you saw you saw the additions you were going to get. They announced all that, and that was it. So, a lot of reviews are going to be upset that there isn't more changes, considering this is another yearly sports game that gets released every year. So, in a lot of ways, it's just a roster update. Yeah, but it d don't let that don't let that steer you away from how much they did with Be a Pro because it is worth it. They definitely did a good job with Be a Pro. That's cool. So something that I played this week is the new Warzone update, um, the Haunting of Verdan. Uh, and it's been interesting. It just came out today when we're recording uh, the 20th and is a Halloween themed update to the regular Warzone map. Uh, they added a new mode, like a zombie type mode, which I don't know if you saw the trailer for this when it was coming out, but they made it seem like you know, when we played uh, Black Ops, the uh, blackout mode, and yeah. there would be like zombies on the map that you could kill. That's where I thought they were going with this, but that is not the case. So they have a zombie mode where if you die, you come back as a zombie 
And if you kill someone, I think if you kill like two people, you can come back again as a like a normal player. Uh, but it's been pretty fun. They're adding kind of like each area of the map has a certain chance to drop something, whether it's like a charm for your gun or a card or something like that. And if you collect them all by the time this event's over, which I believe is like November 10th, then you'll get like a uh, like a butcher's knife uh, that you can use as a melee weapon. And I think the most interesting part of this for me is that they included the ability to purchase uh, skins, which one is Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the other one is Jigsaw from the Saw movies. And I know that like uh, Fortnite has been doing this for a while where they're incorporating brands into it, such as like Marvel and all the other things they've done with that. This is the first time that Call of Duty has done, done something like this. And it's definitely interesting to me. And I like the idea because a lot like Mortal Kombat, they can go for some of the more like mature brands. So in this case, horror. Um, but, you know, I'm more interested to see where they go with this. Um, and again, it's a free game, so I have no problem with them charging for these skins. There isn't a way that I saw to actually earn these skins. I think you just have to buy them. But it's pretty cool. Um, just something to kind of change it up a little bit until, uh, you know, the next Call of Duty comes out and then they completely change Warzone around. But it's been fun. It's been enough to, you know, kind of let me jump back in for a little bit and enjoy it again. So did you try it at all or not? I don't even no, think you have I, it installed, right? No, I don't even have it installed. <laughs> I, I actually checked today of how much installing I'd have to do. It's over 100 gigs uh, mm -hmm. since I last played. And in order for me to play, probably by the time those 100 gigs downloaded, I could probably, uh, probably have my next-gen consoles by then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's a a bunch of space that is taken up. But if you're into Warzone, it's it's cool. It's a nice little update. Um and I enjoy these like limited time events. I know there's one a Halloween one coming for Apex as well on the 22nd. So I'll probably jump into that too as well. Yeah, as will I. I hope yep. uh they did a mention with Apex there's like a limited time like haunt mode or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think I've seen it and I saw it um, last year as well right it's when the heroes are kind of opposing heroes are all in black and meant to be sort of like frightening in a way the games are never really scary but it's supposed <laughs> right. to be their take on the halloween stuff i will say too with call of duty they made it nighttime like you're playing at night and i'm finding it going from inside to outside the inside is so bright and then when you go back outside there's like a period of a couple seconds where like i cannot see so I'm not a big fan of that, but it could also be that maybe I'm just my TV is too dark. Uh, I tend to usually keep it on the darker side, but that's about the only bad thing I noticed so far. Hmm, OK, yeah. Check it out if you're into that. Yeah. And those are all the games. At least I played yourself. Oh, did you play okay. anything else? I played a couple more. Um, OK, go ahead. Yeah, I did play the Black Ops beta, the new one here. OK, good. I did play that as well. So I'm interested in to okay. see what. So uh, initial opinion here, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I know a lot of people are angry with it right now. I don't think I'm angry, but they need to change some things before it comes out. I mean, regardless, I'm going to get it because uh, I want to play the single player campaign. But I don't know about this multiplayer right now. I just haven't really the guns that I did get to use. I didn't really find any that I thought were super great. Um, the time to kill seemed a little high. And I don't know, it was just something felt off. And I know a lot of people have been having issues with the matchmaking where, you know, they're doing the if you play well, you get put into a better lobby, which seems like everybody hates. Um, I know a lot of the big Call of Duty streamers were really upset about that because, you know, the one guy said that like, you're not going to have your pop off games anymore, because if you have one good game, then you're going into a lobby with a whole bunch of people that are really good. But yeah, so I mean. We'll see. I'll reserve judgment until the actual game comes out. But from what I played on the beta this past weekend, I don't think I was that huge of a fan. What did you think? So when I first originally played the the beta, it it didn't feel really any different to me. Mm -hmm. I, I'll admit none of the guns stuck out. But yet again, there was only I could only pick from the presets. I wasn't even allowed to create a class when I try when I originally tried to make. Um, or originally tried the beta and I only played a couple matches before it started kicking me out because you know everybody's trying to play it yeah but the 
I know everybody, I know like this huge thing is supposed to be the zip line where you're supposed to be able to, you know, traverse the map a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. I really, I really didn't care for the zip line. It, it, in a lot of ways I'm with you, but I'm just hoping that with this multiplayer, it kind of is, I hope it sticks to me a lot better than what Modern Warfare did. Because I remember Black Ops, uh, like the previous Black Ops game. Mm-hmm. We played multiplayer for a while. We did, yep. Because it was a lot of fun. And with Modern Warfare, it's not really that case anymore. So I, I really hope that it can get me back into that type of multiplayer again. Because I I do like having the COD games. I do like playing them with friends. But even with, like, even with Modern Warfare, everybody kind of stopped playing multiplayer and went straight into Warzone. Mm-hmm. Which, for me, like battle royale, I like Apex, but and because I do okay in Apex, but when it comes to Warzone, I don't do very well at all. So I usually don't play, you know, Warzone at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'll wait till it comes out to do a final judgment. I don't want to base everything off the beta because that's what the beta is for, so they can fix things. But they got some work to do before the the end, you know, nineteenth or the thirteenth or something. Um, and then I also played. Uh, a game called Katana Zero. Uh, oh, that's right. Yep. And that's been pretty fun. It's kind of a almost like a puzzle game. Um, you're basically like a samurai and you go through different rooms where you have to kind of figure out how to kill everybody. If you get hit once, you die and it resets you back at the beginning of the room and you just have to kind of figure out exactly how to move around the room and kill everybody. Um, I enjoy those type of puzzle style games and the story's you know, pretty entertaining. Um, it's on Game Pass, so you don't have to pay anything for it if you have Game Pass. I, I played like, I think there's nine days. I think I played like four four days so far. Doesn't seem like it's a super long game, which is probably good because by the time you get to the ninth day, I don't think I'll really want to play anymore. But for the time being, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I don't You don't get annoyed when you die, you know, like 30 times in a room and trying to figure it out. But once you do figure it out, it gives you a little replay and shows what you did and that's always pretty cool so definitely that one for sure is a is a play for me i've been having a ton of fun and then hopefully i'll be able to finish it um this week and then i can give like a final final review but so far so good and then uh the other one i i'm still playing darksiders 3 and okay. what's interesting about this that i didn't realize is now that i'm pretty far into it it's uh, pretty much a dark souls clone which is not what i expected from darksiders um, the first two like were more of a straightforward action style game. Um, but this one is really like you still have your story and it's still telling you where to go. But it's a lot of, you know, there's a uh, there's a demon that you buy, uh, you know, you can buy armor from and you can feed him souls. And that's how you level up, which should sound familiar. But um, that's like your basically your camp, right? Your fire. And then once you go there, you, you know, refill your, they're not flasks, but what they call them in Darksiders to refill your health. And then you just kind of go. And if you die, um, you start back at one of the, where that demon was and you have to go back and all the enemies respawn. And also all the souls that you've gathered are where you died at and you have to go collect again. So I really had no idea. And this game's been out for a while that that's the, kind of way they went with it and i'm not usually into that type of game but since i enjoy darksiders so much i've been having a good time so i don't know maybe this will be like a gateway a gateway game to get me into dark souls we'll see but i've been having a lot of fun so still playing it uh the only issue i have is the load times are extremely long like extremely long and i'm having quite a few issues with like it like hitching on me or you know, kind of freezing a little bit and then after like 30 seconds popping back in. So that's never a good thing. But other than that, it's been a good time. So if you enjoy Dark Souls, which I do not, you'll probably like this game. Um, But if you like Darksiders, you're definitely going to like it. So see, now you're making me think I need to try out this game. (laughs) Yeah, you have to get past like the first boss. And from that, like when you start it, it's just a normal Darksiders game. But after I got past that, I was like, oh, this is this is Dark Souls we're doing right now. This is interesting. It's all, you know, parry based. And, you know, the, the enemies do a lot of damage to you when they hit you. 
it's just not what I expected. But you know, it's been it's fun. So I would definitely say check it out. You have Game Pass, right? I do. So yeah, gonna, there I you go. Try and check it out. Yeah, see what yeah. you think. See if you think I, it's like Dark Souls or not. Well, we will have that. I will. I will let you guys know. One thing I did remember is that, and in case anybody needed to know, the demo for the Kingdom Hearts uh, Melody <laughs> game, uh, Memory of Melody, yes, uh, came out. The demo came out for both Switch and PlayStation. In case you guys are interested, Kingdom Hearts is known for its fantastic music. Like all of them are bangers. I don't know mm-hmm. one bad like song in Kingdom Hearts, and I do my initial impressions on it there's only three songs so there you really don't get a lot of what the game is going for yet but the game i think it's going to be a fun rhythm game based on the demo there are like three different difficulties i'm starting out in the middle one because some of the prod difficulty stuff is still a little bit hard for me to get used to and there are a decent amount of controls and on-screen cues that you have to pay attention to to hit a certain button but so far, uh, I think I think it will be a good game, and I know that the Kingdom Hearts Memory of Melody also like comes out right after that next gen console release. So I'm I hope the game does well, but I feel like it's going to get lost in the uh, next gen release window. Yeah, for sure. Now, did you play it on PlayStation or Switch? Both. Oh, okay. All right. I probably should have assumed you'd play it on both. <laughs> I, I literally pre-ordered it for both. Like, I'm, did you I'm really? Much, yeah, I'm that much of a weirdo. I I need to be able to play it on the go and then play it on a really nice home theater setup. Oh my gosh! All right, I'll have to download the demo and at least give it a fair chance here. I totally forgot it. the demo came out. Good call. It- it kind of came up on me in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. I was just scrolling through YouTube and somebody like showed the demo of it in Japanese. And I was like, darn it, the Japanese got another demo that I didn't or another game that I didn't get to play. But I then looked, did some research and it just said it was coming out the, di- the same day. It was just had to be that time in the U.S., which Japan's usually like a day ahead of us. So yeah. that's it's it's good news and if you didn't know because you know they really haven't announced that the demo has come out they've you know it's kind of i guess been a soft thing mm-hmm. that they released it but it's it's a good rhythm game i think it'll be fun cool that's all i played this week perfect now so one of the things that i wanted to do for this pod uh this segment of the podcast is I was going to go through which games I'm getting at launch so you guys have an idea of what you're going to be able to get out from, you know, me and Craig mm-hmm. when the next gen consoles come out. And it kind of showed me a lot of things like one, Xbox does not have a lot of exclusives coming right. out. Right. Uh, I think the one thing I saw was like the revoker. And that game doesn't look anything of what I'm interested in for the most part. I'll still probably give it a shot, even and especially if it's on Game Pass, I will. Right. But there is not a lot of Xbox Series X like exclusives coming out, and Sony has a decent amount of games coming out uh, for it. So uh, I'm not sure. Did you do a similar list as well, Craig? Like if you looked at what games you're getting for, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really need a list though because as of right now, the only thing I have pre-ordered for the Xbox is Call of Duty. So. <laughs> <laughs> um duty. yeah and uh i'm gonna get uh miles morales but i'm gonna get that for ps4 so that'll be an interesting thing to see that like for us to have a difference between the ps4 and ps5 version and see how if it's good or not <laughs> yeah exactly so with ps5 i'm going to be getting spider-man miles morales and i'm getting the deluxe edition so i'll get to play the spider-man remaster mm-hmm. i decided i'm gonna get assassin's creed, assassin's creed valhalla the ultimate cool dude edition uh for ps5 as well i only call it that because like there's the the game and then there's some ultimate pass and then there's the golden so it's just like there's all these different editions that assassin's creed always does that messes me up yep i will be getting demon souls uh, okay. I already have I already have Avengers, but Avengers had that next gen has been delayed, which, you know, if they need any more reason for people not to play their game, they've given people it. Right. And then Godfall, uh, because Godfall is coming there and it's this it's a slasher. It, it's pretty much destiny, but with swords and shields. So I'm interested to see how this goes over. And then with Xbox, I'm going to be getting uh, I already have Madden. I'm going to be mm-hmm. having FIFA. I'm going to get Cyberpunk and Black and uh, Black Ops okay. for Xbox as well. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess if I think about it a little bit more, like I'll have NBA, um, I'm getting cyberpunk and call of duty and I don't think I have anything else that's going to be upgradable. I'll probably try some things on game pass. Like I'm probably going to download, uh, Forza horizon and see how that looks. I saw the pictures of gears five that they just released, like how it looks on the series X and it looks better than it does on PC. But I don't know that I really have any interest in playing through that again, so I probably won't mess with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, yeah, the only other thing they had coming out was Yakuza, but I'm probably definitely not buying that. But I may try and get it through like a GameFly or something like that. So for sure, it's going to be Cyberpunk and Call of Duty and NBA for me, for sure. And then, like I said, I'll be playing Miles Morales, but on the PS4. Yeah, one of one of the things that making this list like really made me realize is the fact that. You know, a lot of people are right to be angry with Xbox. If not, yep. you know, Halo was supposed to be the game you got at launch. Right. And now that it's not the game that you got at launch, Xbox really doesn't have much to to go with. They are going to be, you know, pretty much leaning on the fact that people, you know, you're hoping that people want to play Cyberpunk or Black Ops on an Xbox instead of a PlayStation. And eat the the player bases are going to be kind of nuts to begin with because these consoles once the first initial wave comes out you're not going to be able to get them for a couple weeks probably not even you know you i'll say a couple weeks you'll probably be able to get some on black friday and probably the week before christmas but there is it's going to be very hard to get these next gen consoles i think in general yep but you know of you know my ps5 games are primarily all single player games which is what playstation has kind of shown itself off to be and will i probably get that Sackboy game yeah i'm probably going to get that you know super <laughs> you know I, i'm going to call it super mario and styled Sackboy game right. but there's enough games coming out at launch that i feel like it's probably just best to wait uh until until we get there and i will probably pick up ratchet and clank when that comes out i'm not sure if it's a launch title or not i don't, I don't think it is i think it's later I I think they might have said like early next year, I think. I feel like it got, I feel, yeah, I feel like that's what they said. Um, I can look it up real quick, but yeah, let's see. March, 2021. Oh, really? Okay. So it's it's pretty far off. Um, Yeah, there's, what I'll probably end up doing, what I know I'm going to end up doing is when I get my Xbox is kind of perusing the game pass section and see what they put on there. Cause I'm sure they're going to have some like indie games and not so popular games on there at launch that they really haven't promoted. Um, I, I saw the other day that, you know, they put a press release out for, Hey, you know, the halo master chief collection is going to be running 120 frames per second, you know, super smooth. And that's all fine and dandy, but that's not the halo we wanted. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. It's not ready and you don't want to play a game that's broken because then everybody's going to hate it. But like if, you know, if, that was the only game you had lined up for launch and you couldn't make it happen, man, it just, it doesn't look good. So luckily, you know, I'll have some stuff. I think cyberpunk will keep me busy for a while and obviously call of duty will keep me busy, but I really want to know, like at this point, then what's the, what's the next big Xbox exclusive game? When does that come out? I don't even think it's till, you know, next year at some yeah. point so it's gonna be interesting so the people who can't get an xbox it's really not the end of the world uh you can wait and just use you know if you have an xbox one just use that for now and you know there's more stuff coming but this is definitely the only console release i can think of where there wasn't like that one game for me that i was like gotta get it you know it's just weird yeah if you couldn't get a playstation it is the end of the world right <laughs> any of the story-based games online because and you you know i I, it would kind of stink to see you know to find out let's say miles morales sucks because you know i'll admit it looks it looks like sony was kind of rushing them to get you know uh another crazy single-player game out there because demon souls is going to sell but it's not going to sell consoles right spider-man is going to sell consoles yeah 100 percent so you know it's i'm hoping all these games are good of course but one thing i did want to mention is that and i've preached on this podcast before is i am worried about the system requirements for these games because games are only getting bigger 
I went ahead and bought the Xbox extension. No, <laughs> I, I I did. I I am truly like that much afraid that well, not really afraid, but I am worried that I'm going to fill up these game libraries faster than I ever have before, and. You know, I would have probably gotten a Sony one too, but I'm going to wait till Sony says, okay, these are the ones you can get, or here's one that we're getting that we, you know, we intend to make. Because the Xbox One is by Seagate, and Seagate already makes hard drives, you know, right. for the current gen systems. But, uh, you know, I wanted to say that I think, I think in a lot of ways, these expansion ports are actually going to be hard to get for a long time because people are so worried about it. And I know, like, I'm. I feel like I'm one of the few paranoid because not a lot of people or there aren't many articles, you know, written about what storage is going to cost with these games. But if Call of Duty is 100 gigs, if mm -hmm. Cyberpunk is 100 gigs, yep. I've already, you know, taken up and who knows how much of the actual system memory you're going to be able to use at launch. Because for the PlayStation, they've already said you're you will get 18, I think, no, sorry, 815 Gigabytes right. from the moment you start that because the rest of the terabyte is used for the for the console ui mm -hmm. or the rest of the gigabytes are used for the console ui so yeah, yeah. that's something to think about and it's, it's going to be interesting um because you know i do plan on playing assassin's creed and i do plan on playing watchdogs you know i'm kind of banking on the fact that i can get them through gamefly so i don't have to buy them uh but yeah it could be cyberpunk call of duty um you know, if I have Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs all installed, that could very well potentially be almost my entire hard drive. Um, and then if you're thinking about downloading stuff off Game Pass, you may be only able to download one or two games. And I'll have my external for all my previous gen games. You know, I, I have a four terabyte, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, but, you know, NBA 2K right now on the Xbox One is like 95 gigs. So... Again, I, I do think I'm going to run out of room, uh, but I'm just kind of waiting to see when the third party expansion ones come out and how reliable those are and what the prices are on them first before I jump in for another, you know, half a price of a console just to get another terabyte because it seems yeah. crazy. Yeah, and it is a lot of money because it's almost pretty much the cost of the Xbox Series S Yep. at that point. It's just a matter of, you know, if I want to download Horizon, Horizon, I'm pretty sure it's 100 gigabytes yep. with all of the DLC. If you're looking to play Master Chief Collection, that thing alone, I know, is 100 or 100 plus gigabytes as yep. well. Yep. So you're looking at a lot of games that are going to be taking up a whole ton of space on your Xbox. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping because I never I also never bought any of the expansion drives for either of these consoles. I've been able to kind of uninstall the ones I don't play in order to make room for the new ones. But, you know, it was the same thing with with Call of Duty. You know, Call of Duty took up this huge, you know, portion of my Xbox. And eventually I sold, you know, Modern Warfare and went, okay, I'm going to get rid of this game so I can have room for everything else. And yep. when I did, I haven't had problems with memory since. <laughs> yep. I mean, I do that now, even though I have the four terabyte, like, the games that I play the most of, I keep on the internal hard drive because it runs better. Um, but I do tend to go through quite a bit and look at the games I have installed and be like, all right, I'm not really playing this anymore. I'm either going to move it to the four terabyte or just completely uninstall it. If I really want to play it, I'll just install it again. Like, you know, I took Red Dead Redemption 2 off there because that was 100 gigs. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to be playing this anytime soon. So, um, but I think it's safe to say that for the next couple months, it's probably going to be call of duty, NBA and cyberpunk installed on my hard drive. And I don't think they're going to go anywhere. So yeah. depending on how long cyberpunk is, I, I feel like when I'm done with that, I'll probably uninstall it. I know they said they're working on a multiplayer for it, but that's a long ways off. So that could be one that, you know, if I can get 40, 50 hours of it and then uninstall it. Cool. I'll do that. Kind of like what GTA did. GTA yep. only had the single player and then the multiplayer came out later. Interesting. Yep. And then I'll, I'll reinstall that later when the time comes. Exactly. But, you know, once I'm done with Cyberpunk, I don't think I'll be playing, be like, oh, I need to play through it again. So that'll free up space. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be but, a great idea, though, would be to just make the file sizes smaller. 
<laughs> yeah, but then the games aren't as big. And then, you know, <laughs> I can't see every, you know, follicle of hair on my sure. Black Ops 4 character. Sure. And like I mentioned before, you know, I'm I am extremely concerned with what Madden and FIFA are going to do with these next gen consoles because we haven't seen a trailer. And if yep. it's just faster load times, there's going to a lot of people be upset. Yep. With with these games. But agreed. That, that's kind of all I had for this segment of what I did. You know, next is movies and TV shows, which I at least had the boys last week, but I haven't been watching a lot of anything. <laughs> I watch a lot of sports. All so right. It's, so you're putting it all on me. Yeah, this is Craig's time to shine. All right, here we go. So, first and foremost, I restarted season one of The Boys. Yes. Uh, I'm about five episodes in now, and it's super fun. And I, like, I'm sitting there watching the first season, but like, man, this is really good, but I really just want to get to the second season. So, (laughs) that's kind of where I'm at. I'm having a a great time with it. Um, I hate Homelander, and you're supposed to. I guess you're just supposed to hate everybody, really. Um, Everybody's just a different level of obnoxious or a horrible human being. But uh, like I said, I'll, I'll wait to reserve judgment until I get the whole way through that so I can give a good impression. The one movie I did watch this week, which just popped onto streaming, was Love and Monsters. And man, that movie was great. So if you don't know what it is, um, it's a movie where basically the apocalypse, so what we're in now, pretty much. Uh, (laughs) but everybody lives underground because there were meteors that were coming down to earth and their solution was to blow up the meteors with rockets. And what they didn't count on was when they blew them up with rockets and nukes, the radiation fell back down to earth and basically made all the insects and bugs gigantic, kind of like fallout. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not for this already. (laughs) Right. So, um everybody lives underground because if you go above ground the insects will kill you and eat you and all that good stuff so that's the basic premise it is a uh at its heart it is kind of a comedy um it has to do with you know when the everything first started happening there was a guy you know with his girlfriend they get split up and you fast forward a number of years i think it's seven or nine years or something like that and he is in contact with her on the radio She is about, I think she's like 40 or 50 miles away from him, which is about a seven day journey. Um, And he just basically, you know, makes up his mind that I'm going to go make the journey and I'm going to go find her and see her because I haven't seen her in years. Um, But the problem is, is that anytime he sees a bug or an insect, he freezes up. So he's like the worst possible person to be making that journey. Um, But this movie is, it's hilarious. Um, It's really good, you know. The CGI on the insects is pretty cool. Um, seeing, you know, their versions of like a giant uh, uh, snail or giant crab. It's really cool. Um, it, you know, it has a lot of action in it, but I would say it's an action comedy. It reminds me a lot of like uh, the style of like a zombie land, uh, something like that. But I don't want to give away like the whole plot of the story. There are some twists and turns in there, um, but it, it's a great time. I definitely recommend you check that out. I think it's on pretty much everywhere to stream. I don't, I don't remember how much it was. I don't normally look, but definitely check that one out. I had a ton of fun with it. It's about an hour and a half, so it's a short watch. Um, I watched it on Amazon Prime, but I did have to pay for it. Uh, and that's the only movie I watched this week, but I did want to bring something up that I forgot to bring up last week, which is a bit of movie news, was the fact that uh, Disney's changing up their strategy and is kind of scary for what that means for movies in the future and and theaters. So if you haven't heard by now, Disney is completely changing their movie strategy to focus on streaming instead of movie theaters, Um, which I don't know what that means as far as their big movies, right? So Star Wars, Marvel, that kind of thing, what they're thinking, if they're just, you know, going to focus in on just releasing it on Disney plus, or if they still want to have a theater presence. But the only thing that it makes me think of if they go strictly to streaming, theaters are screwed because Disney owns almost everything as far as movie wise. And to think that there could be a possibility where movie theaters don't have Marvel movies and Star Wars movies to put in their movie theaters every year. What are they going to show? Like what's left? And it's just kind of scary to me because I love that theater experience and I hate to see it die. And I know we're already starting to see 
some uh, movie theater companies kind of closing down. And I just, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see something that's such a huge part of my life growing up just completely disappear. As much as I love sitting in my house watching movies, I still miss going to the movie theater and getting the movie theater popcorn and watching a Marvel movie on release day with, you know, a hundred or so people in a movie theater where everybody's cheering. Like you just can't get that anywhere else. So I'm kind of scared a little bit about that. Yeah, I guess really the only thing that I can think of is it would make sense if they were to take like some of the Pixar and maybe kids movies and Mm -hmm. then focus them to streaming because a lot of a lot of those movies are watched as families where you're a family of four. You got, you know, two kids, three kids, however many kids you have. And you pay, you know, 30 bucks and you get to watch the movie, you know, on on their streaming platform. And we already know Mulan didn't do so great. Right. But Mulan, everybody knew if it was like a shot for shot remake, it probably would have done a lot better because kids would have been more able to watch it other than, you know, the kind of adult sort of Mulan that it went for with the live action. I think I don't really think they can afford Well, they can afford it. Let's be honest. (laughs) But with with Marvel and Star Wars movies, that appeals to just a much bigger demographic to where I think a lot of, you know, teenagers and young adults and adults in general would rather go to the movies than watch it on their, you know, their 50 inch screen with their lousy speakers. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is good news for people who like have invested a whole bunch of money in their home theater setups because you get a lot of the home theater setup without having to go there. But if you're, if you're somebody with a 50 inch TV, you don't have a sound bar or even like you do, but it's kind of crappy. Like you, you go to the movies to get the, the base and the big screen sort of feel. And then the, the moment when you go to walk out of the movie theater with your friends and you're like, Mm -hmm. you know, wow, this happened. Wow. This happened. That kind of thing. Yep. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney backtracks because, you know, they release black widow and go, Oh wait, not as many people bought it. Mm-hmm. why and you know you also i think i also think when you do this kind of streaming release you kind of set yourself up for more piracy yeah you, know? you do yep and piracy is already pretty bad especially even when you're trying to watch you know something from the movies and somebody is some shaky you know phone recording and then <laughs> uploads it to you you know u.s stream or something like that yeah but when when you release it on you know your your own streaming platform people have ways of recording their tvs without you know the the streaming platform ever trying to kick it out yeah so that's that's something that disney has to be wary of and if and if you haven't already thought of that disney you know maybe we should be on the board you know give (laughs) us some of that i would think they have (laughs) they should you know i think too like you said the kids movies would be more ideal for streaming and I think a lot of their decision is going to be based on uh, their Pixar's next movie, Soul, right? That's coming to Disney Plus on Christmas this year. And that yeah. was, you know, that was their big family movie that was supposed to be coming out this holiday in theaters. So I think this that's going to be the one they look at to determine, all right, how much money are we going to make? We're releasing this on Christmas when, you know, probably most people are going to be with their families all in the same house. And we can get them for $30 to rent this movie so that the family can watch it. I think they're going to make a ton of money off of this one. I think Soul is just going to make a ton. Releasing on Christmas is perfect. Um, Everybody's going to be hanging around looking for stuff to do after they open presents. And I know a big portion of people used to go to the theaters on Christmas. And this will just be perfect to be like, hey, let's just buy this and watch it at the house. um, Since we can't really go to the movie theater. But I wouldn't be surprised if the next one they try is Black Widow, like you said. And they just kind of like, all right, let's put this up. Let's see if people are willing to spend $30 to see Black Widow. And that'll kind of tell us how we do the rest of the Marvel movies. I don't want to see a Marvel movie in my house. I much rather see it on a big screen because that's where it belongs. Um, But if that's the way it goes, I guess, I mean, we can't really do anything about it. Uh, But it would just be, it would suck. It would really suck. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, and it kind of feels weird to end on a somber note, considering <laughs> how nice we, uh, how nice we started it up. But consoles are coming. That should make everybody happy. Yeah, consoles are coming. What does? Do, do you still have the uh, the tracker? How many? How many I more can, seconds? Hold on, I can find out. Give me one second. 
Uh, so I'd say we, should, we, should, we, by listening to us, you shaved an hour off of your time. Yes. You know, waiting for these consoles. So it's you, true. You know, welcome ahead of time at this <laughs> Let's point. See. Uh, we are at 20 days, three hours and 47 minutes. There we go. See, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the podcast on a positive note. <laughs> and, you know, thank you guys for listening. As we mentioned, we hit a couple milestones. So we're really appreciative of what you guys are doing for us and listening. We also, have, like I said, we have a lot of, we have some big things coming up for the channel. And we yep. just hope that you guys will uh, take to it like you have the podcast. So with that, you know, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. See you later.